Parody has been the buzzword in the NBA this season. For many content creators like myself, just looking at how tight this playing race has been on both sides of the Eastern and Western Conference. We're going to talk about why the parody of the season may have us set up for one of the more interesting off-seasons that we've had in the NBA in a while. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. Welcome to the number one place for your daily basketball news and analysis, NBA Central. What's going on, NBA fans? Welcome to another episode of NBA Central. Right off the top, if you want to follow me, you can do so at CEO Hayes. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at NBA Central Pod on Twitter, where we where we are and we hang out at. But let's get into it, right? When you look around the, the last week of the season and how many of these playoff play-in races are really tight and just how close all the teams have been for the most part this season, right? We still have yet to clinch the final play-in spots in either conference, which is why the play-in tournament was created. Um, but even in the Western Conference right now, yes, the top three seeds have clinched, but technically no other seeds than that have even clinched a play-off berth for sure, much less a play-in series. So you have teams that are struggling, like the Dallas Mavericks, who started off with a 90% chance to make the playoffs and now have a 90% chance to miss out on the playoffs. You have teams in the Eastern Conference like the Chicago Bulls who've had a much disappointing season but really have the chance now to really salvage their season in a way. They're not going to win anything in the playoff series but still have a chance to quote-unquote salvage their season. And the biggest thing that I'm looking at in this, right, and looking at what this parity season means for the longevity of the NBA, I talked about this before kind of earlier in around the trade deadline that I thought that there were going to be a lot of teams that kind of held on to their pieces only because they they statistically or uh, you know in the win loss column aren't necessarily that far away right and that is going to, i think set us up for one of the more interesting off seasons in the nba in nba history and the reason why i say that is this yes we have a new cba that's added new wrinkles to the salary cap and tax aprons and things like that that is going to make it you know interesting to see what teams are going to stay above uh, that luxury tax area, keep in mind, teams that are now above that luxury tax for too long, they lose their ability to have that mid-level exception. So a team that signed, for example, Dante DiVincenzo would not be able to sign and make that acquisition in this offseason because they've been spending too much money. So it's going to make a more free agents available for teams that do want to, you know, want to increase their stock. But it also is going to make teams now that don't have that mid-level exception, teams that are over that second apron, so to say, maybe have to go the trade route instead of, you know, using a mid-level exception to sign a player that really they probably wouldn't have otherwise been able to afford without losing a lot to their roster. So this offseason is going to be interesting. And the biggest thing of having the parity that we've had this season is that there are going to be a lot of teams that still think they may be closer than what they are. You're looking, for example, the Toronto Raptors, right? Everybody thought that they were going to break up some of those players that have similar body types that are long, lengthy, can't really shoot threes, things like that. They did not at this, at this trade deadline. But now considering that they fell back, they're, they're barely fighting for a play-in spot, right? They're the ninth seed right now in the Eastern Conference. If they're going to either, you know, be worse for a couple of seasons, get their own draft picks, things like that, or are they going to really take a shot at trading some of their young athletic players and maybe going after a Jalen Brown or Dame Lillard if they become available? But I think that when you look at this season, right, coming in, you have the teams that, you know, are in that middle of the area. Chicago Bulls are one, the Atlanta Hawks, the Miami Heat, the Toronto Raptors, all the teams in that Eastern Conference that are in that playing race. You throw on top of that the Brooklyn Nets, who 
surprisingly enough, are still winning games after sending out two superstars. And of course, yes, most of those wins and that buffer that they've had came while they had those, but they still sit as the sixth seed. You have the New York Knicks that have had a hell of a season, and after adding Jalen Brunson, it's just made that team seem like it works a little bit more. But you have those teams that aren't necessarily championship contenders. I'll throw the Cleveland Cavaliers in that as well. But they're so jam-packed. There's only like three wins separating some of those teams that they're going to try to go after uh, and add to the team unless they decide to blow it all up and just don't think that they have enough. So when you look at that, when you then throw it also to the Western Conference, looking at the Dallas Mavericks, who I mentioned, who right now look like they may not make the play-in tournament at all, which is just wild. They've even said, like, right now they're thinking about shutting down Kyrie and Luka Doncic to increase their chances of keeping their top uh, 10 pick. And then they want to sign, re-sign Kyrie Irving, where Kyrie Irving's planning on going out to the free agent market and, and, and see what he can get out on the, on the market. But then you also have the Lakers, right, who made trades at the trade deadline that have drastically increased how good that team is and is still going to have a max-level cap sp- spot to maybe re-sign a Kyrie Irving. And then you have the Pelicans, you have the Minnesota Timberwolves, the OKC Thunder, who are going to get back their first overall pick on top of the MVP-level season that Shea Gilders Alexander has had. We are going to go into, and yes, this playoffs is going to be fun, the playing tournament is going to be fun, but once it's all settled, right, whatever team ends up hosting up the trophy and winning an NBA Finals, once that's all said and done, you're going to have a lot of teams that are looking to maybe just add a little bit on top, right? Maybe add just a little bit to the team to increase their chances of making a finals next season. You're going to be looking at some teams that maybe were in playing spots um, that now think, hey, if we make one or two moves, we can be right there in the thick of the playoffs and get out that plan. Teams are going to look at the Phoenix Suns. They're going to do some things, I, I think, especially try to build around KD and what they have there. And, you know, that's, that's not a team that necessarily you're looking at as being far away, but the Clippers, the Golden State Warriors, the Lakers, the Pelicans, as well, especially the Pelicans, right? Because they are a healthy Zion away, or maybe just adding some more high-level talent to that, EJ Liddell coming back for them as well, whatever he ends up being for that team, if he ends up making an NBA roster for them. But you're, we're going to have a lot of teams fighting to claw their way to the top, and it's really going to be, I, I struggle to say the crab in the bucket mentality because that has a negative connotation, but there are going to be a lot of teams that are really clawing to improve their team are, are calling to maybe to, to make a trade for, for, for players that are on some of these teams that are disgruntled. And you have teams as well, like the Portland Trailblazers, right? They could, if they do decide to move Dame, Dame Lillard and they come into that agreement, could completely flip, throw the, the free agent market on its head and the offseason on its head. The Utah Jazz, a team that many people thought were going to go full rebuild, now a team that was battling at one point was the number one team in the Western Conference. But maybe they now look at it and say, we're not that far away, right? If we can convince somebody to come here, if we can trade for a disgruntled star, if we our, our draft picks from last season continue to develop and Laurie even hits another level, that we now, Laurie and Walker Kessler, Walker Kessler is a beast, by the way. But we are set up, right? Parity has helped a lot, of, a lot of things for the casual fan. It's made it to where you can turn into, tune into any game. But I think for NBA owners and NBA teams and teams that are really looking at and, and maybe more convinced that they are better than what they are, that this offseason is going to be a fun one for that. And I know we're looking too far ahead, but it's just like with every team kind of in the parody, while it's been fun and interesting and things like that, it may hurt in certain areas, right? You already heard that one of the reasons the NBA could not get come to agree on a hard cap is because, you know, the parody really took away the, the thing of a hard cap. Why hard cap it when there's so much parody in the NBA and it fluctuates between teams that are paying the luxury tax and teams that aren't paying their luxury tax? So 
right now, I'm looking at this offseason. I know I'm looking way ahead. I'm looking at this offseason on top of the new CBA rules, on top of the free, the fact that the free agent class isn't amazing. This year's free agent class is not amazing in any stretch of the imagination. We could see a bevy of moves for teams that want to get worse, maybe to increase their lottery odds for the following season. A team that may be looking at, at the, their spot and saying, hey, we were the ninth seed this year. Why don't we just go ahead and bottom out for a year and see what happens, right? You have a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves who look better almost when Cap was not on the floor. They're losers of the last three in a row. Maybe they look to make a move after that Rudy Gobert acquisition kind of balance that roster out a little bit more. The Chicago Bulls, you know, another one. Could they move DeMar? Booch out there being a free agent who may be one of the better free agents in the free agent market when it's all said and done. There's just so much right now when you're looking into teams that are going to be trying to increase their stock and increase where they sit at in these standings that could make a legitimate conversation to if they make one move that could be four or five more wins for them and that could take them from being a playing spot to the to the four or three seed in, in some of these conferences so it's going to be interesting to watch i think we're in store for a really fun offseason uh basketball fans let me know what you think on that down below again just more of a conversational piece i just this stuff that's on my mind today man Make sure you guys are following the show at NBA Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns if you're on the podcast side, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave us a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are soon to be the number one spot for everything NBA related. We out this mug. I love you guys, man. Peace, y'all. And I'll see you guys the next time I feel like making a video. Probably tomorrow. Peace, y'all. <laughs>